I am so delighted to be here with you for the return of, as I said, the mother of all of our programs, Healing Through Hurt, I Talk Radio. That's all about real people, real stories, real hurt, and real healing. Tonight is a very special night because, as you all know, those of you who have been following my journey for a um, couple years now, as a matter of fact, we're coming up on our seventh year uh, birthday and anniversary coming up next month. Um, you know that I've gone through a lot of ups and downs like a roller coaster ride trying to find people who are the right fit. Well, you know what? When God says, stick to the plan, walk by faith and be faithful, in his time and his time alone, you will come together with the right people who need to be on this journey with you. And tonight is, I believe, uh, my blessing is coming to fruition. Um, I want you to know that we are returning with a brand new crew, brand new uh, group of ladies. Tonight, our show is all about knowing thy worth and focus females offering clarity, unity, and success is partnering, partnering with Single Vine Creative Noble Singles, aka Single Vine Singles, to bring you the absolute Best from pain to purpose and tragedy to triumph. Discussions for the young and the more seasoned cis stars out here so that we can to shine brightly. So ready, set, let's grow. Join my sisters, Sister Benita McGrew, Miriam Alvarez, Royal Cook, if she can come on tonight, and more as we bring it from our hearts, spirits, and our souls. Keeping it real while we also keep it classy. So I'm going to bring on my sisters now because I really do want you to hear a little bit about who they are and what the Single Vines is all about. So welcome, my sisters. We were speaking a little bit before the show got started, but um, uh, Sister McGrew, of course, we're going to start with you because I want you to tell us the story about how um, the single vine creator of Noble Singles was birthed. And then we're going to also introduce you to Miriam, beautiful lady, lady on a mission. And um, trust me, you guys are going to see some great things coming from us collaboratively as well as individually uh, in this year and beyond. So with that said, I'm going to turn the mic over to Sister Benita so that she can tell you a little bit about her program because you already know all about me. So um, tonight it's all about my sisters, and then we're going to jump right into our discussion because we want you to start this year off on a positive and healthy note. And um, the way for us to do that is to share through our stories, our experiences, and, of course, to let you know that you're not walking this journey alone. So, Sister Bernitha, hello, my dear. How uh, are you? Hello. Hello, hello out there. Um, thank you once again for inviting us to be with you on this evening. And I'd like to uh, start off, if you don't mind, with just a short prayer. Would that be okay with you? Oh, my goodness. My arms are too short to box with God. Of course, it's okay. <laughs> so, All right. Thank you. Thank you. 
Okay. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you this evening. Thank you for another opportunity to come before your people. God, we asking you to look on this broadcast on this evening, God, and we asking you to bless those that are listening. Bless those, Lord God, that are hurting and trying to heal through their hurts. God, we thank you, Lord God, for the producer on tonight, Miss C. Maria Walls. Thank you for her and her vision. Thank you, Lord God, for all of those that have questions that are going to call in, help us to be able to help provide them with some answers and solutions. Father, in Jesus' name, we ask that you would continue to be with us. We thank you for bringing us into a new year, Father, for another opportunity to live in better and to get it better and to do it right. God, we just thank you for the tonight and asking that you would be with us and to bless thine people in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for that. Um, as I said earlier, for those of you who are over in the call query, if you want to jump in, we will be opening up the lines a little later in our broadcast. If you just want to sit back and listen, that's okay, too. Um, and before we get started, Sister McGrew, if you don't mind, I want to give a special shout-out to those, uh, to our fellow sisters who have served and are serving, who listen to us over on the Armed Forces Radio Network. I want you all to know that we are praying for you continually. We appreciate you. We honor and respect you, as well as our fellow brothers as well. So hello to you. And we just want you to know that we will continue to support you, and we are so, so happy to be a part of your listening family. Okay, so with that said, I see people are sharing the program over on Facebook. For those of you who I've just put up the number again, 646-478-4726, if you're over in our show chat room and you're logged in as a guest in order for you to um, – Join in the conversation. You have to be logged in under regular screen name, or you can give us a call at 646-478-4726. Those of you, if we have time, I will open up the lines. I do have a lot of um, messages that have come through that we will be discussing as well. But Sister McGrew, you can take it away now and tell us all about the single vines. All right. Well, thank you once again. Single Vine, creator of Noble Singles. It is an outreach that has been developed. Uh, the meaning of it is um, basically coming to where we want to reach out to singles. Although it started out uh, being for Christian singles, I want you to know it is for all singles. It's actually for anyone. Anyone, I think, can benefit from the information. Um, we also... Uh, when we started out, we wanted to be able to reach out to Christian singles, being that I noticed, and because I'm single myself for almost um, 30 years, actually it's been 27, and um, because of what I was experiencing, the process that I went through uh, as being a Christian, a Christian single uh, who was am a divorcee and a mother of four children, I... Uh, begin to go through my challenges, and I begin to pray and talk to God about things that I was going through and wanting to know, you know, why wasn't I getting married, and et cetera. And out of it, the Lord began to give me a vision about single vine, letting me know that because what I went through, if I went through it, there were others out there that were going through it as well. 
And so I began to work on uh, bringing together Single Vine to be an outreach, to reach the singles, to be able to talk about things, um, to support them, uh, to give them help and understanding of how to get through this Christian walk, uh, knowing that it's a process in it, and to try to make the load a little bit more understanding, a little bit more easier by reaching out to them with various workshops. Um, the workshop that we're going to be doing real soon uh, is dealing with something that I think a lot of Christians struggle with, Christian singles struggle with in the church realm. Uh, in this, it, um, this particular uh, event that's coming up, it is talking to Christian singles uh, and giving them an opportunity to reflect on real issues, issues that take place in the mind, the body, and spirit, I say, after the church service is over and the benediction has been said. You know, because we all face challenges in our journey of singleness, but we must know that it's not meant to be there as a hard task. It's there to be able to groom us, to give us strength as we go through. But it is a journey that a lot of times that it's, and it's not easy to go through alone. So we don't want to get with the wrong people or do the wrong things trying to uh, make our journey work for us our way. We want to know that if we're Christians, we're there to lean on God to get wisdom and knowledge and understanding of how to go through this process his way. Um, our topics, um, you know, are going to touch on some serious matters that I think that Christians, uh, single Christians suffer with, and that's the sexual desires of Christian singles. Um, these are struggles that are actually there after the prayer. It's not that prayer doesn't work because by all means, prayer is everything. It's our communication with God. But we still are human, and the human side of us still struggle when we get up from the prayer. And it's not always easy. You know, we don't always have the perfect answer to why we're going through that. So this is designed to help for them to be able to come together, get some answers from professionals, um, to be able to reach out to widows. We have young widows, older widows. We um help get them to programs that can help them get through grieving process. We reach out to single parents, whether it's single fathers or single mothers, and we try to minister or direct them to resource places that can give them the help that they need. But the foundation of the Single Vine mission is to empower singles, no matter what age, no matter how young or how old, we have something for all of them, that we have workshops that we can communicate with them. And as we grow, we're opening up to be able to do activities that will bring them together and that these are activities that will allow them to grow stronger and realize that they don't have to put themselves in certain situations to compromise in order to stand in God and to be a good Christian single. The title, uh, Single Vine, Creator of Noble Singles, it is God being the creator. He takes us from wherever we are in life as singles. And when we begin to submit to his way and learning what it is to be a Christian and the journey of being a Christian single, he begins to mold us and make us 
and when his molding and making us, he brings us to become a high standard single, which is what noble is. Noble is of a high standard. And high standards means setting our, seeing our self-worth, which is what our topic is for tonight, seeing and knowing our self-worth and not allowing our self-esteem to be tore down that we can't stand. My tweet for 2017 is Christian singles, you know, stand tall and fall for nothing. You know, we have to look at ourselves. We have to take um, precedence over what it is and look at what we've been through and say to ourselves in 2017, this is not happening anymore, no matter what it is. You're not going to take the uh, abuse anymore, whether it be physical or verbal or whatever. You're going to block that out and get to know how to go forward with a purpose. So February the 18th, Saturday, February the 18th, we will be doing an event entitled Active to Inactive, A Process with Purpose. And as I said before, this will be an opportunity for Christian singles to reflect on real issues. If you'd like to attend, please go on our website, singlevinesingles.com. There you'll be able to read about us and what we're about, and you'll also be able to register there. It is best to register online than to wait until you get to the door. It costs a little more at the door, but if you go onto the excuse me, go onto the website, all the information is there. And I'm going to turn and it back one over thing to that you. I- I want to say this, that you said that it's for Christian singles, but actually it's for singles, right? Correct. Anyone can come. Yes. So I I want everyone to know that um, it's for you. If you're single and you're going through some things, um, this program is for you. It's time for you to be proactive. You know, so many people in life, they tend to say, well, God will fix it. God will do this. And, you know, and these uncertain times that we're entering now uh, that will start soon in 2017, so many people are using the excuse like God is just going to come down from the heavens and stand at their door and take care of everything. My belief is that God needs us to be proactive in our Mm -hmm. own Blessings. He needs us to be proactive and he needs us to show him that we are worthy of these blessings and that we will know. You know, one thing that they used to say when I was younger was that, um, you know, um, sometimes they would say that, uh, and this has no bearings. This is what people used to talk about when I was younger. These are things that I remember from my childhood that, you know, you go into a homeowner's neighborhood, everything is well kept and things like that. But you say when, when, when people used to have a fit, if they say they are renters, you know, because they think that renters tear things up, they don't take care of things. And the same mindset goes with us. This is our bodies. Our bodies are our temples. We have to take care of them. This is what God's, this was God's gift to us. So we have to learn how to take care of our bodies and our temples. We own this. God, you know, we all are children of God, but right now we have to take ownership of this while we are walking on this physical earth. We have to be proactive in our own health and well-being. We have to do that. And um, with that said, one of the things that um, has become very uh, you know, you were talking about things that were very prevalent nowadays is um, 
a lot of people fighting with suicide is on the rise again. Now, we know it happens around the holidays anyway, but, um, you know, that's one of the things. In these seven days, we're talking about the first seven days of this new year, just seven days. I have had people, there's been loss, there's been shootings, there has been, um, these are people who I know personally who've gone through this, um, people starting over, brand new, newly divorced, people have lost their jobs. This is all in seven days, seven days. You know, so much has gone on in this short amount of time that tonight I'm so glad that we chose this because I said, you know, it's 2017. It's the seventh day of the new year. And I thought initially, ladies, I honestly thought, Miriam, I'm about to let you talk in a moment. I honestly thought that, oh, how bad could it be the first seven days? And, well, (laughs) wow, it's been a lot going on, and I have felt and and experienced and and witnessed so much sadness in this short amount of time that – and even I got hit. I got hit on January the 2nd. I had such high hopes. And I said, Satan, you know what? You are really busy. But I, sh- I knew that something was coming down the pike because of the way that certain people were acting and the fact that everything was falling into place too wonderfully. I said, Lord, you must be getting all my ducks in a row because something must be coming down the pike that would normally, you know, knock me off of my game. So I have to be well ahead of my game. And Yes, once again, that was the message that I got, and sure enough, I was prepared when things hit the fan. So with that said, before we go any further, Miriam Alvarez is on the line with us, and as I said, she is part of uh, the single Vines, and um, I want you to tell us a little bit about your role in all of that and um, what your vision is. Ladies, we're going to come back to you again, Sister McGrew, but Miriam, tell us how your first seven have been for you. Well, good evening, everyone. My name is Miriam Alvarez, and I'm also a member of Single Vine Ministry. And how that came about was that Miss um, B, Miss McGrew, we were coworkers, or actually, we are coworkers, and um, we just started having conversations. We, during our break time, we will have a little conversations about God. We'll have conversations about just being a single woman. And one misconception that a lot of people have, and this is one of our discussion, is that being single is not a disease. Mm-hmm. People have this thing, oh, you single? Right. How old are you? Oh, my goodness, you're not married? Have you ever been married? Well, no, I've never been married. Yes, I am a single mother with two children with the same dad. <laughs> you know, um, for me being single, I was single by choice because I didn't want just anyone in my space or in my children's space. You have people who, um, unfortunately, because they need to be with someone they will allow anyone in their space, anyone in their children's space, every boyfriend they had, every girlfriend they had, they bring it around their children. Well, that wasn't for me. I wanted to be an example to my children in reference to being a mother who loves the Lord, and if I'm taking them to church and I'm living this lifestyle and I'm teaching them this lifestyle, then I have to show them that lifestyle. So that means that, okay, 
right now my focus is my children. And even though I'm single and I do desire to be married, I'm not going to lie just anybody in my space. So being single is not a disease. Being single means being whole. So that means that while I'm in my singleness, which is just a state of being single, which is just a season of being single, I'm working on me. How am I working on me? Making sure that I'm I'm whole, not just physically, but emotionally, spiritually, mentally, financially, and that I'm I can hear what God is saying to me about my purpose in life and start working towards that. In the midst of doing that, then you know the Lord will bring who He chooses for me. But being single is not a disease. Now. Even though it's not a disease, there are some challenges in being single as a Christian because our standards are a little bit different. And we have an accountability. I have an accountability not only to my children, but for those who know me or know know of me of being a Christian. You can't just go to church and act one way, and then go leave church and act something totally different after church. No, 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 no. If you say you're a Christian, then you have to be a Christian all the way around every day, 365. That doesn't mean that you're perfect. It doesn't mean that you don't fall short. But it does mean that you are accountable of your character. You are accountable of your walk. So, Miss B and I used to have different conversations about, for example, about, okay, I'm single. I've been, you know, handling my business as a single woman, as a Christian, a woman of God. But yet, I still, you know, I still desire to be with a man. So, you know, as being a single woman and have these sexual desires, what do we do? So we just started having conversations about that. We started talking about scriptures and how... um the flesh, you know, to to feel or to have some of these sexual desires is a natural thing. But the issue is, all right, we know it's a natural thing, but now that we're in Christ, we have to learn how to um, submit to the spirit in verse of the of the flesh. And that's not always an easy thing. It's a process. And we're going to get even deeper into that topic when we have our workshop next month. So that's how I pretty much I became a member. We're just having, having plenty of conversations, plenty of talks and laughs and just looking up words in the Bible and just encouraging one another and not feeling like you're alone. You don't have to feel alone because you go through certain things as being a single person in Christ and trying to still um, stand. And even though sometimes some some of us may fall while we're trying to stand, but it's not for us to judge you and to beat you down. It's for us to encourage you and say, you know, yes, you can get back up and keep it moving. You know, so that's how I got involved in Single Vine. Well, we have we have a question already. Let me let me wow. say this because um the question is that is it any different for any of us who are going through being single uh women or parents and um cuz the person writes that we noticed that you kept saying to be a Christian a Christian single, but it's she said she's not a Christian, but 
she's going through the same things where she's not going to allow anybody into her into her house. She's not going to um, lower her standards. Uh, she does want the company of someone. Even I want to. I mean, I I understand that there are times when I can come in and I notice or I hear the silence. You know, usually I'm running so much and I'm so busy that by the time I do find my way to the bed, I'm there to sleep so that, you know, other than that. um, But there are times when you just come home like today, sitting here, being uh, under the weather for a couple days, watching the snow, not really having anywhere to go. It would be good to have someone to sit and get up underneath Mm -hmm. the blanket, just watch the snow and just chat about something, have good Mm -hmm. cerebral conversation. And um, so with that, um, you know, I guess the question, question is, is it that different? Do we have to label it as just being a single, a Christian single situation, opposed to it being a single situation with? Um, well, I, with, I, with Christian values added, you know what I'm I'm saying. I think that that's I'm I'm representing that property properly, um, because when when we as women. Some women, well, some women, we have the atheists, we have the agnostics, we have the the Jewish, and we have the the um, Catholics. Um, so we want to. I think the question is: Is it really that different, or are they doing something wrong if they are not? Wait a minute. Let me hold on. Let me read this. Okay. So are they doing something wrong because they're single? And have these urges, but they're not necessarily affiliated with the Christian faith. Well, the reason why I say Christian is because that's what I am. And mm-hmm. no, um, you know, just because you're whether you're a Christian or you're not a Christian, yes, you do go through some of the similar things that we all go through as as singles. Not everyone who, let's say, is Christian is going to. Um, want to have certain standards, unfortunately, you know, and then there are some people who aren't Christian who have certain certain types of standards that they go by. I'm saying that is because mm-hmm. as a single person who is in faith, whether you're a Christian, whether you're Muslim, whether you're in Judaism, when you're a person who stands firm on your faith, doesn't matter what it is, mm-hmm. you're... Some, a lot of times we're not going to submit into having sex. There are some people okay. who don't, um, who they have their standards and they're not going to let anybody in their space, but if they was to come across a, a, a young man or if he's a man, a young woman, that he really, you know, likes and, you know, maybe they're, they've been dating for a couple of weeks and then they get into a, a place of being just comfortable with one another, they would maybe feel, if they feel led to, you know, go to bed with one another, they just may do that, opposed to someone else who is, let's say, stand, try to stand strong on their faith and be true to their faith. They're not going to just easily um, go to bed with that individual because they're going to feel convicted. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Right. 
So it's it not does like to me if they if they write back, I'll let you know. But it does, and and mm-hmm. I think that um that's that's why we do these programs. It's because there are people listening from all over the world. I think they're waking up in Africa right about now. So. It's pretty close, maybe 4 o'clock in the morning or something there. So a lot okay. of people tend to want to chime in live. Um, mm-hmm. So, okay. you know, we're dealing with different cultures, different beliefs, right. different faiths, and all of that. And one of the things that um, when I started to promote this, um, as soon as we nailed down the date and all of that, I got a lot of questions, and there are some people who, for whatever reason, and, and it, as we do more of these, if you all would love to come back, and I'd love to have you back again, what it is is that people tend to cling to us. They'll cling to you, and they become – I'm like their security blanket. So a lot of times you will hear me stop and say, well, I have another question, because mm-hmm. they like to talk through me. And one thing about doing live programs, when you're dealing with this, like healing through hurt, is that I have not been able to break through that glass ceiling or the stigma that people actually have convinced themselves that someone will hear them tell this story on air, and it's going to be terrible, and it's going to fall apart. So a lot of times you will get even more questions when people listen to the replays because they are so afraid to have their voices heard aloud. So this this particular platform is really for the voice and one of the things that I do ladies is that um, when I'm doing my live events I have a box and I have everyone write down something that's bothering them the most that they really do need to get rid of and what I do is that I tell them don't put their name on don't put any identifying information in there like someone can say someone tried it at the last one I did it's my birthday today and so and so now you came in talking about it's your birthday so you want everyone to know that you're the one who you know anonymously put this in the box so I took all of that out but what I do I read their problem or whatever they want to release aloud Mm-hmm. into the atmosphere and let it go for them. So that's what we do here. So if I'm stopping you along the way to ask you questions, it's because they're sending them to me, and um, they, they're they curious about all of this. And there's so many people out there. Um, and, and Sister McGrew, I know you and I had spoken about this before when we had spent some time together about a week or so ago, is the fact that there are a lot of people out there who are curious and they're looking for answers. And, and they're young and old because there yeah. are some older people out here who just don't have the answers to their questions. And some of them don't even know how to put together the words for their questions. We had another um, topic going on over in our focus group where um, someone said, why did they continually pick up the phone when their ex calls knowing to lead to some type of an altercation or problem? And these are things that are coming this week. Why can't I get a man? Why can't it? You know, there's so many whys this year. For whatever reason, people, I think that the uncertain times that are coming and all of the changes that will be coming, a lot of people, and ladies, I need you all to really get um, to talk about this for a moment, because a lot of people, I think, are looking for the hookup 
so that mm-hmm. they can keep the standards of living that they're used to, or they mm-hmm. want, you know, I always talk about the people who are out here looking for the six-figure man when mm-hmm. they don't have six cents to offer, you know, mm-hmm. to bring that relationship <laughs> to make it stronger. You know, you right. want to go out there and get the, you know, you, you want a man to bring you filet mignon, mignon mm-hmm. and you can't even pronounce it, but the bottom line is, all you can offer him is a can of tuna, and even then you only want him to take a spoonful or two. So the bottom line is simple. Nowadays, so many people's priorities are messed up. And the yeah. last week I've had several people tell me, you know, well, I want somebody to take care of me. You know, mm-hmm. wh- what? I said, you know, in order for you to have someone to take care of you, my advice now, this is me. Now, everybody listening, you all know, I always tell you all that I'm the rebel in the bunch. These ladies are, are my partners to keep me in check and to help you all stay on track, too, because bottom line is simple. If you want someone who has the big home and all of this, have a home of your own. Just in case it falls apart, you will mm-hmm. have some place to go and you're not living in a box. Okay? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the bottom line is that Ladies, 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 they are cutting, from what I understand, the new regime will be cutting every single program out there. We need to stop being women and go back to being ladies and then teach our daughters such. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what you're saying is absolutely true. And uh, I want to go back a moment to the question uh, in reference is, is it any different? Uh, whether you're a Christian or not. Um, it is not a difference. There is, if you are doing this, if you have it to where you have discipline, to where you're not letting anyone just walk in your life and just laying with anyone, uh, you have already set those standards, that's great. Whether you be a Christian um, or not, you don't have to be Christian. We just happen to be Christians, as Miriam had said. And so we talk about that, and because of what we know that Christians still have struggles with, even in being a a Christian, and so we're trying to help Mm -hmm. them get to having certain standards so that they don't take down and cause themselves to go through unnecessary havoc over and over again, get into bad relationships just for the sake of saying I got a man or just for saying for the sake that I have someone I can go lay with every now and then when I feel that little urge, you know, and still, you know, claiming that I have this Christian walk. And believe me, it does not all go away just because you say, Lord, I give you my life. There's a process where your, your feelings don't click off like a light switch. So it's the same way whether you're a Christian or not. But if you have developed and have gained enough of self-worth, okay, knowing your worth, if you're not a Christian and already you have enough uh, respect for yourself um, to have achieved these goals of not allowing just someone to come into your life that easy and just take dominion over you, that's wonderful. But as Miriam said, right. but when that one comes along that seems that you are attractive to, look like, you know, this might be something that I can be serious about, or you giving up everything, your body, everything, before you actually get the down the aisle, should I say. 
And don't get me wrong, some Christians right. don't desire to be. I mean, some singles, not say Christian, but some singles do not desire to be married. So to you, I'm still going to say, Christian or not, you're putting yourself in danger having sex outside marriage. It's called fornication, whether you're a Christian or not. It's not good for you. It's so many things that can come out of it. Even when you're using um, assistance such as what we would say, condoms and things, it doesn't necessarily say that you're protected. doesn't necessarily say you won't get pregnant. does not necessarily say that you will not catch HIV or hepatitis or STDs. Or oh, HPV. Right. Exactly. So, you know, you have to still be conscious enough to be able to weigh out what it is that you want to do with your life as an individual, regardless as whether you're a Christian or not. So when we talk, as I said, as saying Christian singles, it's because we see an epidemic in the Christian um, arena. Doesn't mean a specific church or anything. We see it across the board. So because we know that Christians can relate to after prayer and after benediction, they understand. So, uh, but we're not uh, ignoring others because we want them to come into a place that if they're not looking at their self-worth and recognizing that you are a gift, see yourself as a gift, you know, and you want to respect your gift. You don't want to just give your gift to anyone. You want, you know, you gift to be respected, so whether you're a Christian or not, you should have some standards, some morals about yourself. But are you dropping those morals when that someone comes along that you think that might be a good fit, but yet you're not married to that individual? Right. And let me see here. Another comment is, thank you for saying that. Much appreciated. And I think that a lot of people do feel as though there's some type of a void um, when you are a Christian or of some faith. And then some people, society has said that um, that some people are children of a lesser God because they don't get up on Sundays and they don't go to church like they should or, you know, find some type of a home um, or some type of guidance out there. We're not saying that you have to go and become a Baptist or or Methodist or whatever. We're not no. saying that. We're no. saying to seek guidance, to make you a better person, to make you make better choices and decisions. Um I want you all to understand, and, and I do, I thank you for saying that as well, because I was waiting for someone to see if they would come out and just ask this question, because there is a void. When people hear um, what your guidance for living as Christians are, and I think that by you all keeping it real and making it very upfront and simple, it helps people to understand that there is a better way. And there are people out there who are not going to judge and not going to be that judge, the jury, and the executioners to them right. because they're not living according to 
you know, certain ways that society says that we're supposed to be living or things that we're supposed to be doing. With this new regime coming in, things are so up in the air, I do believe that more people will be looking for people to guide them along this journey because this is it's getting scary out here and some people need to understand that you know as you said lying down you, you you're the one that's going to get up with something else because guess what you're going to get up with something else it could be something that you might have with you for 18 or life for 18 to life and mm-hmm. or it's something that you're going to get that's going to take your life Amen. Because guess what? That person that you're laying down with is the one that's going to give it to you. Yeah. And you have to understand that's a gift that you do not want. Trust me when I say. Just remember that you are that precious gem on the face of the planet. You are that person who can enhance someone else's life. Just make sure that you recognize what is our, our top. Know thy worth. You have to know thy worth. You have to understand that you are a precious commodity. Yeah. I always tell people, look at yourself like a stock. You know, so many people, what's in your portfolio? You know, is mm-hmm. it a bunch of junk stock? If you keep investing in junk stock, guess what's going to happen? Garbage in, garbage out. And it's okay to come home alone. It's okay to be single. It's not a disease. There's nothing wrong with it. But so many people feel a need. I had someone tell me once she was born to be to be a housewife. Well, okay. <laughs> okay. okay. You know, you know, um, Maria. What I want to also say is that. Whether you are a woman of faith or follow a specific faith or not, or a man that follows a specific faith or not, you're still human first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And right. humans, no matter what color, no matter what religion, what, what culture you're from, we feel certain things that's real. Yes. Right. Now, mm-hmm. how do you handle that? It, it, it could go many different ways. The way that I choose to handle certain things. I go, I refer back to my faith. I refer back to what I know, to what works for me, and that's my choice. Right. right. You know, so when right. you refer or, or whatever works for you is what you're going to share with your sister, is mm-hmm. what you're going to share right. with your brother, whether they want to right. receive it or not, that's up to them, and they have every, you know, it's their prerogative to receive it or not, and it, I'm not going to be offended exactly. if you don't receive it. You know, and that's okay. Right. But if it works for me and I'm doing great, I want to share that with you. Because yeah, I know that's, that's right. something that you're going through and that I overcame. And whatever you overcame, share with me. That's right. You know, that's, that's right. Ironing, I tell people that all iron. the time. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and you know. And I do. Mm-hmm. But I do. I say that constantly. I tell people how selfish would it be. And I may have said this to you all in one of our discussions. It would be very selfish to come through all of these storms and to keep how I did it to myself because Mm -hmm. there are too many people out there lost, and that's what makes broken homes and broken people is the fact that they had no one to take them under their wings and guide them. And let me say this. Let me break this down to all of you listening because some of your questions are along the same line. I think you're trying to understand this. Several things. Christians are human too. Yes. People of any faith are humans, okay? 
They have the same urges and feelings. Exactly. It's what materials and references they use to make it through those trying times, to make it through those temptations, to make it through those heartaches and pains or whatever it is to make those urges get at bay and under control. I need you all to understand this. What we are saying is that we are human. We are sisters here. That's why this first show is really geared towards us sisters because I see a lot of us are going in the wrong direction. A lot of us are running scared now. Some of us have never had to do for ourselves, so now we're running from this person and that person. I know approximately seven women right now who are going from one marriage to the next marriage. You're engaged to someone else before you're divorced from the last husband. Then a year after you got rid of this relationship, you're marrying this one. There's a reason why, obviously, if you keep doing it, none of them are working. So these are all of the topics that these ladies can bring to light. You all know I've been speaking about it all the time. The bottom line is simple is that we're human. And what have I always told you to all of my listeners, and welcome to all of the new listeners as well, the bottom line is we don't talk to you about things that we don't know. I believe that uh, Sister McGrew and Miriam made a good point. As Miriam said, I believe it was that she's going to share her experiences. I can't sit up here and tell you about things that I don't know anything about. You tell me, if you write to me and you say, you know what, Maria, I need to know about something crazy that I I have never experienced. I'm not going to run to a textbook and then give you some textbook answer that doesn't apply to anybody but the person who wrote the, the article, whatever it is, in the first place. There are so many people out there who actually just give you what they've learned in college or wherever. There's no empathy. There's no anything. They're just telling you, what do you say? You have a headache? Okay, you have a headache. What did you say last time you got upset? Your blood pressure shot? Okay, your blood pressure shot up. And then they go down the list, and then at the end, this algorithm tells them how you should be fixed. Life doesn't work that way. You need somebody who has walked a mile or more in your shoes. I tell people, not only did I walk the mile, I paved the road for you. So you know what? The bottom line is that's what we do. We are the pavers. What you get out of it in anybody, whether you don't believe or whether you believe, the point of these conversations is for you to align yourself with someone who can show you how to live right and be a good person doing it. That's it. Live right and be a good person doing it. Yeah, and to make great decisions, um, better decisions. Um, As I'm listening to you, I'm thinking about, for some reason, it just flashed before me because, you know, I'm full-figured. And I notice that a lot of times uh, full-figured women and even sometimes men um, Mary and, and I, we know that a lot of times uh, in what we do, it involves uh, same-sex, uh, males of same-sex relationships, <clears throat> which we do not condone, okay? 
but it's it's real, it's out there. But a lot of times I see where uh, full-figure people, males fall into um, because of low self-esteem and not realizing self-worth. They take it, be taken advantage of trying to fit in, uh, and they end up being scooped up by um, some uh, relationships, same-sex relationships, and then we have uh, full-figured women. A lot of times they're very gullible to um, just accepting anybody in their life just to say that they got someone. I've seen, uh, mm-hmm. I know of a personal experience that uh, happened to a relative of mine where that, and she's full-figured, and she's pretty girl, but she's full-figured, and she ended up uh, – uh, a gentleman from uh, the African descent wanted to uh, remain in the country, and you know you heard of the green card, and he right. wanted to get a right. green card. And so he made her believe that he was really in love with her, when all the time he was not. She did not know anything about a green card. She knew nothing of anything like that. And so she ended up... Um, allowing herself to get married to this person against her family's will. Didn't want to hear. Um, The mother tried to explain to her about the green card, but by the time she let the mother knew about it and mother began to talk to her about what that green card situation was about, she was already overly emotional about him. Her heart was all into him, and she wasn't taking no for answer. She was going to marry. So they went to the justice of the peace, and they got married. The very day, the very night that they got married, he never even went home with her. All he wanted was something to be able to stay in the state. So a few months later, after her taking the abuse and, you know, so forth and so on, she realized that her family was right. Her mother was right because her sisters and brothers went to the justice of the peace and with her feeling that they should give her their support. And uh, they went with her. But at the end, about six months later, she went and filed for an annulment. And when she went and filed for the annulment, that date of her court date, her hearing date, the judge there did not grant it to her. her the judge literally requested that she would bring her mother, make an appointment, and bring her mother to the judge's chambers. And so she did so, and when the mother got to the judge's chambers, the, the judge wanted to confirm whether or not this mother could say honestly that this daughter did not know anything about the green card. And so the mother explained that the daughter really didn't know anything about that. She'd never known anything about that. And the mother apologized for the child not knowing because she said, uh, that's something I should have discussed with her. But it was just something I never thought that would come about. And she apologized to the judge. And the judge told the mother, said, only because you came, I'm going to grant her this. And she granted her the annulment. But that young lady still to today goes through emotionally behind that, you know. And so I said all that to say that not knowing self-worth, uh, coming to these, you know, or attending and listening and coming to some of our uh, events, it's there to help everyone. You don't have to be a Christian. We just don't want to see people 
continually be taken advantage of because of the lack of knowledge, the lack of wisdom. Because truly wisdom right. is the key thing. When we can get, because uh, we were at an event today, and it came up that people have knowledge, but people don't really have wisdom. And you need wisdom in this walk of singleness because you'll be surprised, even some of the strong of us, if you're not very careful, very prayerful, very focused, you will allow yourself to succumb before you realize that you have been succumbed by something and then you're into it and your emotions don't, you can't shake it any kind of way. You don't understand why uh, you can't get through the day without at least talking to them. When you know that that individual is bad for you, you don't have to get 20 red flags. You've already seen two. But we'll right. continually find ourselves submitting and going back and following, trying to get this person. Uh, some women already know that he got two or three women. We're living in a time where it's not just women now. He might, if he's a man, he might have a man and a woman. You know, it's you so know what, much out. Sister McGrew, yeah. I'm going to stop you on that note. We're going to take a small break. This ends part one already of our program. So for those of you who want to stay, we'll see you right back here after our music is done playing. But for those of you who want to leave or you have to leave, let me say this as I always do. Pray each and every one of you enough. I pray you enough sunshine to brighten your rainy days. And I pray you enough rain to make your gardens grow beautifully. I also pray enough smiles to turn the frown you've been carrying around upside down. But most of all, all of us here tonight pray you enough strength and courage to face whatever may be at your door and coming your way from this very moment and beyond. When we come back, we're going to delve into that some more. Um, But for those of you, I know it's late in some of uh, the places that you're listening on, you can hear both shows in their entirety after the program ends. Uh, you can hear them back-to-back. We're going, I'm going to split the shows for syndication, but you're going to hear them back-to-back. So we're going to take a break right now, and then we're going to come right back to finish out our program. So while our music plays, go get a drink, get comfortable. We will be coming right back in a few moments. I get lost in your words It feels so good when I'm hurt Takes my mind off of the pain Love when the beat takes me away With only good music Oh, oh, oh With only good music Something about the things you say Stays in my mind I wanna sit down and listen to you. I listen all night. Melody, the arrangement makes my body go so crazy. I tie my man, I love the We are about to come back online in a very few moments for part two of our segment here this evening of Know Thy Worth. 
I am here with Miriam Alvarez and Sister Bernitha McGrew from the single Vines. Uh, I want you all to get comfortable, get ready for part two of this very enlightening series that we are doing. We will be back in about eh, 30 seconds or so. Only good music. I tell Rihanna, please don't stop the music. Cologne strum my pain with the fingers. I could really use it. Quiet storms full of purple rain. My sherry and more lovely as a summer day. I'll let the whispers follow Marvin Gaye in my headphones. Okay, okay. We are coming back online now for part two of our Know Thy Worth series. This is our very first show of the new year. And of course, we are back for the first time in over a year on this, our Healing Through Hurt iTalk Radio that started everything. I am your host, C. Maria Wall. Thank you so much for hanging in there with us. Ladies, I believe you're still on air. Let me do my opening chimes. Did I do my chimes? There they are. Okay. Well, we are back for part two of our Know Thy Worth. And Sister McGrew, I believe that when you left, oh, hello, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to wherever you are in the world. Again, we're doing this this way because I'm going to split this show uh, after it. But if you can't wait to hear it in syndication, few moments after the show ends, you will be able to hear it in its entirety, both parts one and part two. And you know someone who can benefit from this program, please share, share, share away. For those of you over in our show chat room who are logged in as guests, you cannot communicate that way, or maybe some of you are communicating with me in messages, but if you'd like to come on air, number 646-478-4726, we are about to pick up where we left off. Sister McGrew, you were speaking on something that is another very, very, very hot topic nowadays because one of the things that you were talking about was the young lady who had married the person for the green card and all of that. Um it was good. It was wonderful that her mother was there to tell the judge that because now that's a federal crime when people are marrying people just to get them in the country and all of that. So that's a wonderful thing to know that um, she had someone in her corner because a lot of people nowadays, and I, I think, ladies, this is one of the things that we need to understand because a lot of times we're getting sent mixed messages. There was a comedian out and she used to do all these programs about I love being fat, I love being big, I love this and I'm going to do this, love your body until she lost the weight and then she did a total 180. You know, most people say a 360, but they don't know that a 360 is a full circle. But a 180 will turn. She went in the opposite direction. And so many society has told us that if you have even a little weight on you, you get shamed, you get blamed, you get defamed, all of the above. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm saying this to ladies listening within the sound of my voice. I know that. I need to lose the weight, but I'm doing it because that's what I want to do. 
I'm not doing it because society said it. I'm not doing it to impress some man. I'm not doing it for any of that. I'm doing it for me. Right now, I think we can go into a little bit of talk about body image because, you know, I'm heavy. You know, you've already said that you were heavy. I know that, you know, I need to get this weight off of me for me because it's causing me other health problems in addition to, especially we as women, if we're under a lot of stress, that wreaks havoc on our bodies alone. But to add the weight, and then that'll bring in, that'll manifest other health issues. So if you want to get healthy, do it, ladies. It's not going to be easy. No, it's not. But once again, these ladies here, they are here to help you through that as well. They are here to help you get healthy. In order for you to get healthy, you need to find out why you're not healthy. What's in your life that's bringing you down? What's weighing you down and not allowing you to soar with the eagles? So that's what this is all about. But you were speaking on something else because there are a lot of people out there and it's not our job to judge anyone. We're not here to do that. You all know that I've had people from the LGBT community here to speak and all types of things. But let me say this. There are some people who it's who either they believe they are or they are. I'm not a scientist. I don't know about all of this, but guess what? There are some people out there who are, as you were saying earlier, they prey upon people who have the low and no self-esteem. Mm-hmm. They are predators out there of all ages looking for you. I'll, t- I'll share this with you all, ladies. My ex-husband, he was so bold and so cocky and arrogant in the last couple of months of our marriage. He was very open and talked to me about everything. He said that when he came home to me, the reality of all of his inadequacy set in. So why come home to that? When he can go out here and he can target all of these women, he, he targeted older women for the most part, for the most part, because they would take care of him and they would give him what he wanted. And he could, you know, disrespect them and they wouldn't care and they would sit and wait for him to come back. So he'd have several all over the place. And these women accepted it because every now and then they could look forward to having that warm body in their cold beds. Mm-hmm. And nothing is different. There are predators out here. Like you said, there are men. And you know what, ladies? We have our own set of problems. But when you come across an insecure man, mm-hmm. that's a topic for another day all to itself. Yes. And I wish some of the men would have called in tonight. But I, don't, I think that we're doing just fine tonight talking about the ladies. But next time I'm going to invite some of the males to call in to tell us all about this what goes on in the male community, because we need to understand that as well as identifying the problems that's within ourselves. Mm-hmm. Because the minute that we understand both sides of the equation, we are better prepared to protect ourselves and prepare ourselves, and we also know what to look for in other people. We know when we're getting that little, you know, that wonderful, beautiful, tall, beautiful glass of liquid lies. You know, give me a cup of warm truth any day over a tall, beautiful glass with the umbrella sticking out of it, you know, looking really beautiful to look at, of liquid lies. I don't want them to hear all that. No, 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 no. I'm past that now. So let's talk about this a little bit, this body image, this 
things that we need to know how to look for and when we need to know, as I always say, hold them and fold them. They always talk about Texas hold them or whatever it is, poker or whatever it is, hold them or fold them. Uh, so many of us stay for all the wrong reasons. And stop yeah. using the children. Stop using the children. You're not staying for the children. You're staying for the pretty house. You're staying for the fancy car. You're staying for the clothes. You're not staying for the children. Uh, so many of you all are quick to say, oh, well, you know, the children. I'm here for the children. No, you're not. You're there for that Mercedes sitting out front. Let's mm-hmm. just keep it real because so many of us, we have been living our lives for so long. Mm-hmm. We don't realize that people in the outside real world know the truth. So that's something that, um, that's another issue that I'm finding a lot of people, and that's another question. You know, I I want to leave but, the infamous but. And, you know, another question is, I've been with this man for 25 years, Mm. and Mm -hmm. I feel as though he owes me something. Well, he already Mm -hmm. gave you 25 years, and now it's over. That's my opinion. I mean, if he's cheating and he's mistreating you, reason, season, or lifetime. Sometimes some things just aren't meant to last. And if you've, I think that if people have exhausted all of their options, I'm going to turn this one over to you all because I did a lot of soul searching. I was sitting in the hospital with my grandmother, who was, you know, she was she was in her last days, and I was reading the Bible because when I was married. I had to look for passages that talked about what to do when it's adultery and what to do when you have that type of a relationship. Um, I knew that it was ending, but I, I, I actually wanted to know, for whatever reason, that particular marriage really, because um, I've been married twice, and uh, both times it was, you know, I had to get rid of them for the same things. I'm not staying in an infidelous marriage, I can't do it. That's that's just not something that um, I don't think God meant for me to be, you know, the main wife while he had other wifeys, as they call them, on the side. So, ladies, you can chime in on that because there's a lot of questions about that. Uh, how do you just up and leave? Um, when should we leave? I'm like, well, before he kills you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, the first a lot question of questions was a woman, on that. There's a woman that's, that you said stated that she's been married for 25 years and she feels like he owes her. Was mm-hmm. that a question, Maria, or a statement that yeah, someone said? Yeah, that's a question. Well, that, okay. I think that, well, that was a statement. Why, you know, that was a statement more so than a question, but I think she's trying to figure out how to leave or why should she leave. I'm like, it doesn't matter. He leave, you leave, somebody needs to leave. But that's my my thing. But go ahead, you take that away. Cause I okay, but all right. If she feels like cause the way that it came across to me, based on the way that it was read, you basically you said she's been with this person for twenty five years, and she feels like this person owes her. Her husband owes her. Right. To me, that sounds like well. The first question I would like to ask: What does she owe herself? Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. Mm-hmm. What do you owe yourself? And if you married this man and you, according to you, because there's two sides to every story, a lot of times we women like to bash the men, but we never take the time to look in the mirror right. to take a right. good look at ourselves. 
you know, sometimes a man doesn't always go out of his marriage because um, you did everything right and he was happy. No, there's some sort of, you know, there's some sort of um, the, the satisfaction wasn't there at both levels. And sometimes it takes you as a, a married person, you need to come together as one and communicate. And that's the biggest thing right. you need to communicate. A man doesn't always cheat on his wife because he just didn't like her, or he just he was a quote unquote dog, and Shanene or um, Bonquisha down the corner was scoping him out, and you know she just he just was was looking at at, at them and just decided to go with them. No, sometimes you need to find out. Okay, do you have a nasty attitude when he comes home? Do you keep your house dirty when he comes home? How do you look? It doesn't matter. I'm not talking about your size because you could be a a, a voluptuous right. woman, a, a a heavy woman, but still be able to keep herself. Now, sometimes you need to look at that. You know, so it's not always that a man is going to leave you because he's a dog. Sometimes you need to take a look at your. You need to you know pay a good a close at yourself. So my question to her would be like, what do you owe yourself? If you're in a marriage with a man that you no longer want to be in a relationship with him, and he no longer want to be in a relationship with you, so that's a neutral thing, and there's no point in trying to go to counseling and try to save your marriage, then he don't owe you anything. He don't. You marry right. this man because if he asked you, you said yes. You was in marriage with this person for 25 years. I'm quite, I believe you know, you you had a roof over your head. Yes. So what do he owe you? Oh, if you no longer want to be in this relationship because he's cheated or um, you're tired of, of certain behaviors, then you owe it to yourself to get yourself together. He don't owe you that. You owe yourself that. So why should you stay in a situation and be tormented or torment him or, and be in a, just a a nasty relationship or being in the house with someone that you're not happy with. That's no longer, that to me, that just sounds like pride and trying to be vindictive. That's not being well, happy. <laughs> well, you, you just answered, the, well, you just spoke about the response that I got. She doesn't want the other woman to have anything. <clears throat> and I'm like, okay. Okay, so again, like you said, when you spoke about vindictiveness and all of that, mm-hmm. right? that's exactly what I'm hearing here. And so many people, let me tell you all something about that. 25 years is what, a quarter of a century. People can change yeah. a lot in 25 years. Absolutely. So if you feel as though he owes you something, then you all either sit down and be civil about it, or you need to go through the court system to divide up everything equally mm-hmm. and see who wants what. But to stay in that environment and then to stay in that neighborhood or wherever it is, then you outside being bitter all day long looking across the street at him and the new woman, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You need to move on from that. What was is not what is. So, therefore, this vindictive behavior about what she wants, well, obviously, he's been giving her everything she's wanted for a while now. So, 
what is there that you don't want her to have? You don't want her to live in your house? Then you all will have to make an agreement to sell it. He can buy you out of it. Do whatever. Get your own little house. Do whatever you want to do. But this is something, ladies, that I was I was trying to tell you all about in this seven days alone. We have this rash of ugliness going on and this hurtfulness. Some people that uh, have written to me in the last seven days are very um, broken. You know, I've heard this. I was with him for ten years. I was with him for seven years. I, now, now. I've had a few people where it wasn't until I have been talking to them from last year through midpoint of this week where I'm thinking that they were newly divorced or separated, whatever it is. Some of these have happened as much as 15 years ago. Still reaching out to me like they just got divorced yesterday. Wow, that's trauma. Holding on to memories doesn't. It, it, holding on to memories is not a good thing. It, it's it 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 doesn't do us any good. To I've had people ask me, well, why do you talk about your marriage? Well, because I'm a speaker, and the name of this show alone is Healing Through Hurt. And what I do is to help people work past that. And in order for me to connect with people who are going through it, I have to share my story. But there will come a time when I will get tired of sharing the story. And we'll have to work around it with something else. I'll have to start working with the people that are past their stories. And they're looking for new ways to enjoy life. Mm -hmm. But again, it comes down to so many of us carrying around that empty baggage. And what is your advice for women out there? And it's a lot of them listening right now. And it's to the point now where I'm tired of reading the same type of scenario, so I'm just going to sum it up for you all. I've been married. I've been with this person for too many years, and now they wake up, and now they don't want to be married to me anymore. What should I do? Well, look in the mirror. My, my advice is this. We're going to go around the room. My advice is to look in the mirror and have a really good talk with the person that you see. And you have to convince that person that just because this person is no longer right for means for them does not mean that they're not right for someone else. So they have to understand that once this is over, they have to get used to being single again, learning how to enjoy life without that person that's been at their side for the 5, 10, 15, 20 years, whatever it is. They have to learn how to enjoy being single and to have that as a backdrop in case the next relationship, and I'm not saying that it won't work, but in case it does not work, we know how to survive being single. Being single is not something dirty, and I I can't say that enough. It's not something dirty. So, uh, Miriam, let's start with you. What, do you. what do you say to that? I mean, There comes a time when we need to be very real and move on. We can't be stuck. Well, one thing I can say is that, one, I've never been married. I haven't been married yet. So there are some things that I may not um, understand on that level. But I have been with my children's father for for some years, um, and um, 
I can only go by what I've witnessed around other people. It's not easy being in a relationship, being in a marriage with someone for a number of years, and you still want to hold on to your family. You still want to hold on to that relationship. And that individual doesn't see you in that way anymore, and they no longer want to be there. That's not an easy thing to to accept. Mm -hmm. But at some point, you have to realize that if they no longer want to fight for the marriage, then if they don't want to fight for the marriage and you want to still fight for the marriage, you're going to wear yourself out. You're going to frustrate yourself. You're going to wear yourself out. And it'll get to a point where now you become bitter. And that's something mm-hmm. that I, I really hope that no one gets to that point where they become bitter. What helped me, one of the things that helped me a lot was I had a good support system. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes we need intervention. We need people who love us who are not going to judge us, who are not going to beat us or criticize us and talk about our business after we've done shared our stories with them. Because sometimes there are some people who talk about your business. They'll be smiling in your yes, face Lord. and they go behind your back and they talk about your business. No. Mm-hmm. There are people that you you that you that you know um, should be close around or close to you that you can share things with. And that individual needs to love you enough to tell you the truth. That individual needs to love you enough to say, sister, you know, it's not working. I'm going to pray you through or we, or I'll go with you, through, you know, to counseling. But you have to realize that he no longer wants to fight. You're fighting alone. Right. And that will wear you out. That's number one, having a good support system. Two, you have to come to a point of realization that, okay, you have to start preparing your mind. You have to start preparing yourself that if this is going to be a separation or a divorce, then it's okay to go through the grieving process, the grieving process of loss because a divorce, is, to some people, it could be taken as a death. It's a loss. You're losing what you have for a number of years. That's not easy to just jump up and, and 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 be like, oh, great. No, especially if your heart was in it. So go through the process of the grieving process, but don't stay there. Don't sit there because then you, you can make yourself sick mentally. You can make yourself sick um, internally, physically. You don't want to get there because you know what? You still have breath in your body. You still have life. That means you have purpose. Yes. So after right. you have your yes. support system, after you, you sit down and you um, go through your grieving process, now start planning. What are some of the things that you wanted to do that you didn't get an opportunity to do while you was married? Work on you. Work on you. Get Become a new you. Ask for guidance. You know, and sometimes it takes um, divine intervention for God, and sometimes it takes around being with other women who are like-minded. Now, my suggestion is don't sit around women who are bitter because they had a bitter relationship or a bitter divorce. Don't sit around those type of women because they can't help you. They're not going to feed you nothing but their own pain and their own hurt. You need to be around other women who maybe have gone through that process who are 
happy now, who are successful, and they moved on. They're not carrying unforgiveness. They're not carrying hate and strife and vindictiveness. You don't want that. That's nothing but poison. You want to be whole. Being single means being whole. You want to be whole. People who who are women or men who are going through um, a divorce and they have or they've gone through a divorce, and they used to, and Marie, you saying something about they've, it's been 25 years, 15 years, and they're still talking about it and they're acting up and, you know, still have that in their mindset, like as if it, was, if it was yesterday. These are people who are in fractions. They are in pieces. Mm-hmm. And they need to deal with their trauma. They need to deal with their pain. They need to deal with whatever it is they're going through through their hurt. They need to deal with that. So my suggestion to you is to be honest with yourself, get a support system, and then start working on you. Now, if your husband is, is if there's still hope in him, if he still have hope that something could be done, then work through whatever issues you may have, get that counseling, get a support system of other married couples who've gone through some struggles but still like each other or mm-hmm. still still love each other and they work through it and they're happy. Mm-hmm. If you can get around right. other married couples that can help you, then that will be great if he still wants to fight because remember if he's if you're willing to fight and he no longer wants to fight he wants out then you're fighting by yourself mm-hmm. and you're going to wear right. yourself out so that's my suggestion mm-hmm. so that right. all of that is wonderful Miriam you really hit basically all the areas uh fantastically and so uh it's not a lot that I can add to that but uh, other than to say that because I am a divorcee, and in my case, honestly, I was the problem. <laughs> you don't hear a lot of women want to admit that they were the problem. And I was young when I married my husband. I just had turned 16, and he was 11 years older than me. And so, of course, even though I was very mature for my age, there were still areas where I was not very mature, okay? But... One thing I can say is, is this, marriage is work, okay, whether it's 25 years or 30 years, it's going to always be something that you can work on. We want it to be that when it hits up in in those years that things is going very smooth, but you got to remember, 25 years you've been constantly changing. Every five years we really change drastically. Mentally, emotionally, you know, and when those things happen, it it has its impact on our relationships. Okay, and so in the impact of relationships, things can go a lot of ways. And I say that by using a little bit of when women start going through what we call the change of life. It happens in our emotions. But believe it or not, men go through it too, you know. And unfortunately, a lot of times when men go through it, they really don't recognize it and they don't know how to talk about it. And so they start going in the opposite direction, trying to look for something outside the marriage or someone younger or whatever because deep inside they're trying to hold on to their youth. They don't want to accept the fact that things are really changing. And so women are more apt and more controlled uh, a lot of times through as they go through their change of life 
emotionally, physically, you know, um, it's not always easy for them because they'll go to a doctor, they'll talk to another sister or their mother or a relative or someone to find out, heck, how did you make it through this, you know. But men, a lot of times, they don't see it that way. They just react to what their emotions say, say do. Or if the day I feel like, mm, you know, this is what I want to do is go run after me a chick or something, you know, they'll pick an argument. They're, everything will be wrong at home, you know. But if you can manage to see that it's just a phase of what they're going through, I'm not saying that's in every case, but 25, 30 years, especially if it's not something that he has been doing all along. Now, a lot of times it is. You know, he's been doing it here and there all along. But there are cases where it just hits them after 40. They start making these drastic changes. But marriage is work. You know, it is work. And then there's sometimes females. We do things to bring on situations. So when you take time, and as they said, look in the mirror at yourself, ask yourself as women, is there anything that I need to make changes with that can make things better? Because we're not always the victim. Okay? So I just want us to be balanced with it and look at it from both perspectives and be honest with ourselves, because we have some women that can be very abusive to good men, you know, so that can go vice versa. But, Miriam, yeah. like I said, you had some great point of views. That was great advice, uh, hoping that this particular individual, um, that she really went through something, and she is maybe the victim in this case, but it's not always a guarantee. So I'm just wanting to put it out there that looking at it from both ends, knowing that marriage is work and it's not always the man that is in error. As I said, I was the one in right. error, but I went in error because I recognized I was much younger than him and all my children are by my ex-husband. I thank God. But to me, uh, after I got to a certain age, I just felt like, you know, I had outgrew him, you know. And, yes, right. there's times where when I look back, you know, I'm saying, okay, it went this way. Uh, it could have been different if I had did things differently. But me being who I am today and when I look at where he is today, no, I don't think I would accept him back into my life. But I can honestly say that what we went through was not all his fault. It really started what I did, and it just uh, trickled to other things. So I repented unto God when I first got saved. That was the first thing God had me to do was go back and make it right with him. And once I did that, you know, I, I asked him, did he want to come back? He chose not to, and that was fine because I had went and did what I needed to do. He moved on. He's remarried. I'm not. I had the children, and the Lord blessed me to raise them. And so, you know, and I hope to marry again, but I've learned a lot from just what years I was married for 11 years. And then I've learned a lot being single. And then I still right. look forward to being married and recognize that there, it's, it's a way of doing it better than what I did the first time. Yes, and, and I want to say this. Many of you have heard me say this a million times before over the years, is the fact that none of these shows are ever scripted. And 
some of you are sitting there, and I'm pretty sure you're shaking your head saying, well, that's the same thing that C. Maria said. I said, let me tell you something. It's always good when you can hear it from new voices, new sources, new resources. Um, What I was sitting up here doing was actually compiling because some of the things that I'm hearing or reading are the same scenarios. So that particular question was, it was a group of people that was put together. What I'm saying is that some were only together for five years, some were together longer, but some are not even married. They're just couples that were dating. And that's an issue in itself because when you get into the legal aspect of things, uh, the laws are different when you're a dating couple opposed to a married couple. That could be a show for another day. And another thing that one of you had said, I believe it was you, Miriam, that started a bit of a firestorm, which, ladies, next time you decide to come back, we can touch on this, is um, when people start talking your business and you have family and friends and neighbors taking sides. And how? Mm-hmm. And another one was, and I don't believe this one. I believe this one was from someone in India. Is when family controls every aspect of your life, mm. and that includes who you will do. Marriage. So, ladies, this is what we're going to be. Yes. We're going to be um, touching on these topics on our next show. I hope you ladies will be coming back, and I hope that Royale will be able to join us because she brings a different to this mix because she's a young lady, college student, in her 20s, and yes. Um, yes. she will be bringing a different viewpoint along here. But uh, you know what, ladies, I will say this, that as much as we may be different as far as age groups are concerned, but mm-hmm. in the end, our experiences are very similar. Yes. The difference is how we handle them, and the only difference is that the older we get, in many cases, we have more experience and we've been through more, so we can give more definitive answers. But believe you me, everything that you're going through at 20, some of us are still going through at 30, 40, 50, 60, and beyond. So we've been there and we know how to combat and deal with it. That's what makes the difference. So, ladies, that's going to be our topics for – our next program are these two things, and this is something big that I get a lot as well, um, is the, the the fact that we do have family members who are in the everything, the infamous inexperienced experts whose personal lives are falling apart, but they certainly know how to fix yours because they <laughs> haven't had time to fix their own mess because they're too busy messing in your business. So, again, oh, and another one that came through was, <clears throat> and this is a um, topic that maybe we'll invite uh, some males on as well, but um, church hurt. We have church hurt. Oh, now some people have yes. gone. Yes. For, Mama. Mama. Uh, they have gone for their um, counseling and all of this, and that didn't turn out quite so well. So these are three topics, the main topics that I have gotten the most on tonight. And, again, this is why I love bringing on people who bring a different viewpoint, a different spice to the mix, because you are inciting some of the listeners to speak out about things that I speak on, like my Sunday morning inspiration show and all of that. I do, but not to this depth. 
and now you're waking them up. So in the next couple of weeks until you all get together and say, Maria, we want to do another show, and I put it back on the schedule, and I promise everyone listening, you will know well in advance when the ladies are coming back so that you can all be here. And then this time I want you to not talk through me but to call in if you're able. Of course, now, if you're on a warship somewhere and you're in a war-torn country or something like that, Whatever way you can get your questions answered, we will certainly work with you on that. But um, for those of you who are still on the line, we have about 20 minutes left in our program. So if you would like to join us on air, press the number one on your phone, and I'll bring you on air. And if you're comfortable just listening, just sit back, relax, and we're going to keep giving you the knowledge and the resources that you need. But before we go any further, Sister McGrew, could you please give some contact information for you and once again share the upcoming event with everyone so that um, they can get involved if they'd like to? Yes, certainly. All right. Well, our upcoming event will be Saturday, February the 18th, 2017, and it is entitled Active to Inactive, A Process with Purpose. We will be at the Best Western um, Hotel and Conference Room Center, located at 5625 O'Donnell Street, Baltimore, Maryland, 21224. It is right off exit 57 of the Interstate 95. And once you arrive there, you will go to the fifth floor, Room Fort McHenry A. There is a registration requirement. We ask that you would go on to our website, singlevinesingles.com. That's singlevinesingle.com. And there you would go on and you will see where the registration is and just click on that and you'll be able to pay there. Uh, a fee of uh, $10 and 15 at the door if you do not register. The, day, uh, the doors will open at 1.30. We'll promptly start at 2. It will be an event from 2 to 2, two excuse me, 2 to 4.30 on that Saturday. But the doors will open at 1.30 that we can start promptly at 2 p.m. Hoping to see you all there. Okay, is there a phone number that they can reach you on, on email address? Yes, the email, I apologize. Email is the same, singlevinesingles at gmail.com. That's singlevinesingles at gmail.com. And we can be reached at 410-940-4985. Once again, 410-940-4985. We request that you email us and you'll get a more prompt response by emailing singlevinesingles at gmail.com. And I see we still have people jumping online. If you have a question or comment, you would like, uh uh-oh, somebody just hit the button that quickly. So, (laughs) uh, okay, we have the one calling Hello, hello, 7957. Hello. 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 Yes, hello. I'm just calling to encourage you women of God to keep on keeping on. And um, there are prayer warriors on the in the background that's praying, and I, I'm enjoying this, the program. 
thank you, you so much. Is this Mother Short? Yes, it's Mother Short. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. This is beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Keep up the good work. Thank, thank you. you. God bless. Thank you so much. You too. Maria? Yes. Yes, I want to go back to that Indian sister who talked a little bit about her family members. And I would just like mm-hmm. to say I'm so glad that she actually um, emailed you because one thing that we don't take into consideration is different cultures. Different, yes. we, we focus yes. so much on, on how we do things here in America, but when you're from a different background, a different culture, it's totally different. And sometimes that influence has a lot you know, it says a lot in your relationships. And when you're right. from, like, for example, um, I'm Latina. You know, my family's mm-hmm. from Central America. And some of the things that we do, we do things differently than the Americans do. And sometimes, you know, it involves our family members to get involved in our, in our um, circle. And it's like, okay, sometimes your advice is helpful, but sometimes it's not. You know, and uh, to right. go back to the to the young lady that talked about um, getting advice and help from the church and having church hurt. Sometimes, when you're, let's say, you're married, sometimes you go to your leaders to try to get um, help. And this is something that I didn't ex- personally experience, but I've had someone trust me with with um, their. Um, their story where they was going through something with their marriage and they went to their um, pastor, to their leader, and shared their um, their, their problem and their, or their challenge with their leader. And it was pretty much said where, you know, she had to stay or, you know, or right. or she was wrong for, for, for leaving. Right. And this person was abusing her. And mm-hmm. um, that's not right because <laughs> I don't see anywhere in the world yeah. that says you need to stay with somebody who's beating the mess out of you. Mm-hmm. That's not wisdom, you know. So um, it's it's just a lot, and that's why it's so important for us to know our self-worth, to know that we have purpose, and to right. have a good support system that will give us sound advice, not someone who's been through what you've gone through and, and have nothing but a whole bunch of, you know, hate and strife in though. You want someone who yeah. gives you sound advice. And sometimes it's right. okay to seek counseling. It's okay to seek a therapist. It doesn't make you a person who, quote, unquote, is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. A therapist or a counselor is there to help you sort some things out and to be neutral in the process. They try to take what you tell them or try to draw some things out of you for you to help your own situation. So it's okay. And sometimes people of color have this misconception that I don't need to go seek um, help or someone who is, quote, unquote, super spiritual, the Lord's going to help me through this. Yes, God That's can right. help you do it, but you know what? You need to go see somebody too. Yeah, you know, right. so it's okay to have balance. You need balance, so you do need the spiritual with the natural to help you through this life, and it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, I, I've I've told people before. I'm like, you know what? Jesus is going to sit this one out. You don't need him. You need some counseling, and that's what it is to it. I'll tell them in a minute. 
You need uh, no, 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 no. He got nothing to do with this. And like you said, and I've said this, if you listen to some of my old shows, I said y'all think Jesus is gonna come knocking at their door? Hello, God here. I'm here to solve your problems and send you a man. It don't quite work that way, people. Newsflash, okay? Once again, what did I say at the beginning? You have to be proactive, and you have to put all of your insecurities on a back burner. No, yeah. all of this, I, I can't talk to nobody. I can't do this. No, 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 no. If you need help, you need to go get it. And I have spoken about my pretty purple pills and my psychiatrist and my psychologist many times. Because I had to find my clarity. I had to find my help. I had to get that. And all the prayer in the world led me to the right psychiatrist. There you go. Mm-hmm. And that's, a you show, know, that's a show mm-hmm. for another day And you know mm-hmm. next time ladies We can really We're going to sit down and we're going to have a meeting So next time we come back This is our first time Next time we come back people We're going to have so much info for you You're never going to want us to stop talking Because I have gotten so many new questions and things tonight I will share them with the ladies And we're going to come back at some point I'll let you all decide when this show is pretty open because this is the first one that I've done not at the 9 p.m. slot in over a year because I had the other three shows going. But um, we have a lot. And like you said, Miriam, that's one of the things that I've been trying to drive home is that this show is heard by people from all over the place. We have to get into the, the, the mutilations, and you'd be surprised the things that I have been working with and people who have been coming through these programs over the years and um you know i love the fact we have the latina and we have this sister mcgrew and myself and then um if we get some other people that come on board um as you know we're growing this we are growing this and we want it to be someone for everyone and once our network is complete we are going to start doing greater and greater things. But this is about showing you how sisters can come together. And before, I know someone wanted to talk. I heard you say something. But I want to thank you, ladies, because I was like, Lord, you have finally given me people. I was so delighted when I sent out a message that said, you know, call in tonight. We'll be online. And Sister McGrew said, yeah, we're just coming in from XYZ. We're going to take a nap, and then we'll see you then. And they were on point and on time. When you have a group of people who are in like spirit and mind, great things are going to happen, period, period. Mm -hmm. And that's what we are doing. I think God has had a great plan for us, and you watch us as we move forward in our journey while we are walking along with you on yours. I'll turn over the floor because I think somebody else had something else to say because we have about 10 minutes left in our program. So take it away, whoever it was. Did someone call in? No, one of you. I thought it was one of you that had something to say. Oh, no. We want to hear from the people. Oh, Yes. Well, as I told you all, the thing is, sometimes they'll talk. I can't make them talk if they don't want to talk. As long as they're there, I can see them. They're just right. not listening. They're just not talking on air. 
Um, mm-hmm. That's why I always tell people, I said, sometimes we have talkers, and then other times they just like to sit and listen. And my thing is, as long as I can see them sitting in the call query, I know that we must be saying something that they need to hear. And with Healing Through Hurt, that's the way that this particular show has always been. Um, People come here who are hurting, and they're looking for answers, and they are afraid to – a lot of people don't want their voices to be heard because they are still living in their storm. And we usually get more – during the replays when people actually come back and listen and re-listen. And as time goes on, you will get messages. People will start emailing you. When they get comfortable, they'll start emailing you. But this is brand new. I haven't done this show in over a year. So my listeners are so used to me being their Linus blanket. You know that they would rather talk through me to you until they're comfortable. And um, when you tell you, well, you know how broken vessels are. They're broken vessels, and when they get comfortable, trust me, they'll come out of the woodworks for you. Okay. Well, can I take this moment to just share something? And this is just a few of our topics of uh, discussion that we are going to be doing some workshops on in the future. I can just give you um, some of them we've already done, some of them God has given me that we have not yet put into place. But I just want to give you some interesting titles of workshops that we will be doing. Uh, Facing the Challenges of Singleness, Single Parenting, Recovery from Divorcement, HIV versus HIV, Overcoming Loneliness, Dealing with my gender, being a productive single, and embracing singleness, um, and dealing with, as I said, the emotions of singleness. These are some of our workshops that um, we are putting together, and our goal is to reach to where we do a workshop a month, at least one a month, um, even if it's in small focus group settings. We want to be able to do them monthly, and um, we ask that if there are those of organizations that you would like for us to come out and do a workshop at your, uh, it doesn't have to be a church. It can be uh, any type of entity that you see. uh, If you have a group of young people, we have another, she's not on the line tonight, but we have another young lady um, that uh, Maria mentioned earlier that uh, focuses with uh, teens, uh, young women, and uh, talking to them about their self-worth and their bodies and uh, preparing them for going into their teens and uh, of doing various things with them. It's called Pretty Pearls, and it is for young ladies. It has an awesome, awesome uh, it's an awesome entity uh, part uh, that's coming in with Single Vine to be able to minister to young ladies. And we, our purpose is to catch them before they get the STDs and the pregnancies. But we be real with them, and we ask that the mothers come out with them so that they can learn how to talk to their daughters about various things before they get out there and mess up. Yes. And, and I guess I can pull up the reel on that. 
with some of our programs. I'm starting the the Stopping Your Job 3811 Lifestyle. Um, so many of us have come to the end of our roads, and, you know, our proud sales have been stopped, and we don't know where to go from there. So we'll be doing that. Of course, my traveling mirror and me, we will be touring at some point this year, um, when I can work around my school schedule and work and everything else, but we will be doing weekend tours for that. Of course, I will be doing more projects with the Single Vines, um, a lot of virtual projects because, as I said, we this show and all of the shows are heard throughout the world, so we want to make sure that we are all inclusive, so we do our webinars and our seminars and things where you can join in from wherever you are. And I know that you ladies had um, wanted other people to talk. But as I said, there's a lot of people who are listening. Some people are in countries where they can listen, but they're not at liberty to speak aloud because yeah. they're listening in silence. Um, Nine o'clock at night, you know, that's an interesting time for us here in the U.S., but it's wake-up time and mid-afternoon in other places in the country um, and, and other countries. So this is what happens. Um, we have to uh, always keep that in mind. But as time goes on and people are more comfortable and they get used to hearing you, mm-hmm. suddenly you'll get your own fan base. Some people will want to hear Miriam. Some people will want to hear uh, you, Sister McGrew. And, of course, the people like to – I'm like the piece of furniture. They just listen to old Maria. But, um, but you know, on our, our Tuesday night show that airs at 7 p.m., the Focus Females Global Chat Cafe, one of the ladies who I've been working with since the Marathon of Hope's um, Kingdom Movement, her name is Marisol. And she would call in and talk sometimes, and then sometimes she'd be silent. Well, as she kept doing it, she said, I don't want to be this. I don't want to be known. I don't want to do this. But suddenly she had her own following. And um, people wanted to know what Marisol was going to say next. And the more that people get used to you, the more that they, they want to hear what you have to say. And I'm fine sharing the mic. I don't care. I can sit back and be silent and let you all talk to people when they start to call in. But that's how it usually starts is that people need to warm up to you. And when they're comfortable and like tonight, some things that you all said started off People are waiting to hear. You know, they want to talk about the church hurt. And you all seem to be, I'm going to see what um, other people say, but some people like your realness. And they know pretty much all my guests are real. I can't do that fake, you know me, what do they call? Feel good, foo-foo, fluff-fluff, foo-foo gurus. I can't do it. Mm -mm, mm -mm, Not on it. mm -mm, No. No can do. So they know that you're speaking real and from the heart. And I can say this, that many appreciate the fact that you point blank said, hey, we have problems, we're human too. You're not coming here to judge people. You're not talking down to people. You're not playing the infamous holier than thou. It's about keeping it real and and letting people know that they're not alone. And I'll tell you this, and I know this, and I don't even need them to tell me this in a message, they appreciate your realness. I appreciate your realness. I love the fact that you all have touched on so many things that I've said in the past, but we didn't rehearse this. We didn't know how this was going to go. We didn't know if anyone would would even be on the line. I never know. I say a prayer and I keep it moving because if they're not on it when we're live, they will be on it in the replays. So. 
Um, a lot of times we can see when the, I see what the, the stats look like and if the show makes it on, you know, the popular page, which most of the time my shows do. Or sometimes I have multiple shows in the popular category. So we're going to keep moving forward. We're going to keep growing it if you choose to do so. And, sure. you know, the more topics we get and the more that people get used to this, Mm-hmm. Trust me, they're going to come out of the woodworks. This is day one. So um, we have two shows here, and my thing was to get these under our belts so I could send them out for syndication too because that way you're also reaching out to people who are in the military who need this type of guidance, who need what you have to offer them. So that was my main goal tonight. And when we got into good conversation, sometimes if people are silent, that's wonderful. As long as I see them sitting there, and I see you all sitting there, so hello. And the guest in the chat room, that's that's the most important thing is that we kept their attention. And they yeah. know because, you know, if you have 50 million people jumping offline, either there's a technical glitch or we're not saying something that they care to hear. So mm-hmm. trust me when I say Sometimes it's good because that way you can get a lot of things across. And I really did want people to get a chance to hear you all. Tonight was about letting them hear you and getting to know you. And um, as always, oh, we're down to our three-minute mark. So as always, what? I pray each and every one of you enough. We pray each and every one of you enough. We pray you enough sunshine to brighten your rainy days. We also pray you enough rain to make your gardens grow beautifully. And we pray you enough smiles to turn the frown that you've been carrying around upside down. But most of all, we pray you enough strength and courage to face whatever may be at your door coming your way from this very moment and beyond. You will see so much more. I hope you can come out, if you're in the area, to the Single Vines event Um, As time goes on, we will be um, there to film some of these, and we will try to broadcast them live. Um, We'll work on the logistics of that. Uh, Again, this show, you will be able to hear both shows back-to-back in their entirety uh, shortly after uh, we end. Or you can wait for those of you over on the military network. I will be breaking the shows down into two separate shows, and you will be able to hear them as well at uh, our appointed time slots. So until next time, be well, be blessed. On behalf of my sisters, Miriam Alvarez and sister Bernitha McGrew, I just want to thank you all for being here. Thank you for sticking it out with us. I see you all here. They're jumping off now. But um, good night to everyone. Sisters, we will talk again. I'm going to go back and uh, lie down um, because this has been a long time for me to be up right now. But I will be in touch this week. Yes, ma'am. Can I say one thing to my sisters who are still on the air? And this is a brief quote that's from Harvey Mm -hmm. Fierstein, and it says, Never be bullied into silence. Never allow yourself to be made a victim. Accept no one's definition of your life, but define yourself. In order for you to define yourself, get connected and get in tune and know yourself and know that you are valuable. Yes. 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 Mm -hmm. 
and these ladies are here for you. That way you don't have to second-guess talking to people that you already know. You'll have people who will come to you with an open ear and an open heart who will listen to you without judging you, and you can talk to them in confidence and know that it won't be shared throughout the neighborhood and the family and everyone else. So now you have more resources, which is what I promised you I would do and bring you in this new year. So expect greater things from us in the future, and we hope to see you soon. We're down to about eight seconds. So, ladies, good night. Thank you so much. And um, we will see you soon. Continue to pay it and pray it forward. 